0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. I am Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor, flying solo today uh, to talk to everybody a little bit about uh, a topic that I love. I've talked about gallbladder health in the past. However, today I wanna specifically zoom in on bile itself. So we understand that the gallbladder secretes bile, but I feel like bile is this like unsung hero, and it's just not recognized enough, in addition to the gallbladder just not being valued or recognized for its efforts and its importance the way we should be. So I wanted to highlight bile a little bit right now for today's episode. First, let's quickly just talk about what bile actually is. So bile is... A vital fluid, and it plays a really important role in absorbing nutrients uh, in the small intestine, flushing out toxins, thyroid function, regulating your gut microbiome, improving bowel movements, um, and detoxing your system. It is so much more important than I think we typically give it credit. It's a fluid that is continuously being produced by the liver. um, And then It is stored in the bile. Now, some bile comes out from the liver directly into your small intestines for, say, detox purposes um, and a little bit of digestive aid, but not so much straight from the liver. Most of the digestive aid and most of your bile um, is because of how the gallbladder supports it. So bile is not just, quote unquote, stored in the gallbladder. It's concentrated in the gallbladder. And this concentration that happens in this extremely important organ is pivotal and critical for making your bile a more effective digestive aid, a more effective... Uh, medium to help you break down your fats and proteins, a more effective um, uh, aid in microbiome uh, regulation, a more effective detoxing aid. It's actually a really important function, which is why I love supporting the gallbladder now, but um, the bile itself is what I do want to highlight today. That concentration uh, makes the bile a much more powerful substance But we always have to remember that bile is not a product of the gallbladder. Bile is a product of the liver. That's where it's made. According to traditional Chinese medicine, the root cause of majority of imbalances in the body is liver dysfunction. In TCM or traditional Chinese medicine, the liver is known as the master organ, and it is the causative factor of many of the body's ailments. It helps with detoxification, enzyme production, bile production, hormone management, immune system function, storage of vitamins, iron, et cetera. So, we can't underestimate the importance of the liver and its role in maintaining vitality in our body, in maintaining balance, in maintaining a homeostasis, in removing garbage and waste product. It is so important. And that is. The main place that our bile is created. So, we do have to acknowledge that organ. Now, I do want to touch on the importance of bile. So, it has many functions. One of them is to lubricate your intestines and stool. So, if you're struggling with chronic constipation, it might be that you're not making enough bile to lubricate the bowels. If you have excessively loose stool, you might be making excessive bile. Um, If you have a blockage, in this area uh, of bile flow, it'll also limit your body's ability to excrete toxins effectively, as well as if you don't have good bile and you can't have proper bowel movements, that again is also going to greatly limit your body's ability to fully eliminate toxins from the body because our bowels are one of the main ways that we actually detox our system. So we do want to keep that in mind. And if you cannot effectively move your bowels, possibly because of a deficiency in bile flow, thereby affecting how well your bowels move and how well the, the stools are lubricated and the small intestines and stuff are lubricated. This can increase the accumulation of toxins in the body, but also locally in the small intestine. It can create oxidative stress in the intestines and back up waste matter. And if there's more food left in the intestines longer than there needs to be, it can ferment. Hello, bloating, and gas issues, so it'll ferment, it can create a leaky gut, it can create toxic gases, penetrating the intestinal lining, causing you a lot of discomfort, and a lot of digestive issues. Bile is also extremely important and very necessary, like extremely necessary, for us to be able to take fats and protein from our food and break it down effectively. It is an extremely vital part of fat breakdown and the processing of fats from our nutrition. And it is an essential component for managing our weight and weight loss. It also helps not only transport toxins out of the liver but into the fecal matter, and it keeps everything flowing. It's a way to help us manage our cholesterol. If you are not flowing bile properly, then that could lead to things like cholesterol stones or gallstones or like bile duct stones. Well, that's not good. This is why I've talked about gallbladder flushing and gallbladder support. So if you wanna to listen to that more, you can go check out some of my, um, my previous, uh, one of my previous episodes talking about gallbladder function. We're also gonna need bile, not just to break down fats from food, but to be able to process our fat-soluble vitamins, our vitamin A, our vitamin D, our vitamin E, our vitamin K. They can only be broken down if there's adequate bile when we are digesting food and trying to process and um, break down and metabolize that food. Patients that have had gallbladders removed have to be aware that they don't have a bile storage system that can then time bile because not only does the gallbladder concentrate the bile to make it a more effective digestive aid for fats and fat protein, fat soluble vitamins, etc., it also times its secretion, um, into the intestines for when food enters the intestines from the stomach. So the gallbladder concentrates the bile, but also squeezes and times the bile release when food is in the digestive tract so that you can then maximize the nutrients, uh, a, a nutrient absorption from your food. So it is also an important thing to help you regulate your cholesterol it also helps defend against bad bacteria our bile production and bioflow it helps prevent fat buildup it also helps prevent microbiome microbes from accumulating in the small intestines which can lead to uh, issues like SIBO so just like I was talking to before with the excessive fermentation um If we can't break down our food better, it allows for that excessive fermentation, but then it creates a breeding ground and just an environment that allows for microbes to thrive more, especially if things are stagnant and not moving. So we want to start to consider bile deficiency when we see certain types of signs and symptoms. So if we have certain types of vitamin deficiencies, like your fat soluble vitamins, we want to start thinking about whether or not we are creating a good quality bile as well as excreting it from the gallbladder and the liver effectively. So we wanna think about vitamin A deficiencies. So if you're having vision problems or trouble seeing in the dark, vitamin D deficiencies, if we have like bone pain, immune issues, maybe some uh, depression or like seasonal affective disorders, vitamin E, excuse me, You might have signs of like dry skin, hot flashes, chest pain, muscle weakness, vitamin K deficiency. You might have excessive bruising, kidney stones, high blood pressure, joint aches, calcified arteries. There's a lot of things that we want. We need those fat soluble vitamins for. So if you're starting to feel like there's a certain pattern um, with some of those uh, some of the symptoms of those kinds of nutrient deficiencies, you might want to start thinking about your bile a little bit more. Uh, digestive issues can also come from bile deficiencies. As we're already kind of hinted to, um, if you don't have enough bile flow, it's going to shut down your digestive—not shut down, but slow down your digestive process, allowing food to sit in your digestion, partially, only partially digested, and sit in there for longer. Causing hyperfermentation, creating an environment that breeds and allows microbes to thrive that can then cause gas, bloating, burping, indigestion. Like we also talked about, the bile also helps lubricate your bowels, which can help with proper bowel elimination as well. Uh, other signs that you might have some bile deficiencies is abnormal stools. So if you don't have enough bile, your digestive system won't be able to break down fats and absorb your fats properly. So undigested fats, more undigested fats can end up in your stool. And this could look like a stool that's floating or have a very pale, very pale color. If you're one of my patients, you know that I have a very thorough question uh, section when it comes to uh, what your bowels look like when you come in for an intake with me. I'm asking you about like, what does it look like? Does it float? Does it sink? What's the color? Do you see... Uh, like an oil slick on the water? Uh, Does it leave marks on the bowl? Does it have a really strong odor? Do you see undigested food particles? Do you see mucus? So if you're not paying attention to what your poop looks like, this is a very important marker of like what's going on inside. Start taking a look. Like I've said in the past, you don't have to stick your head in the bowl, but if you're just paying attention more regularly to what's coming out, you can start to better understand what's happening inside or better articulate to a healthcare practitioner what's going on so that they can decipher the codes of what your bowels are trying to tell you and then support you more effectively. Um, another symptom of bowel deficiency is that your stools can start to look greasy and also have an abnormally bad odor. Um, poor bile flow can also turn Uh, show up as bile sludge or gallstones um, that can lead to maybe pain, inflammation, gallbladder congestion, um, actual stones. So if you're having any kind of discomfort, In your lower right rib cage area, like under the right breast area that could also like trail into the right back or shoulder blade area. If you're having discomfort there, if you had find you're having a hard time digesting fats and you always feel really not well or nauseated or anything after fats, then these are often signs of like bile sludge or gallstones. Um, and obviously bile insufficiency, um, poor bile flow into your intestinal tract to help you digest those fats Right shoulder pain can also be sometimes a sign of like bile sludge or again, the stones, um, causing congestion in the liver and the gallbladder. And then it can lead to just like, uh, pain and discomfort up into the right shoulder blade and shoulder area. Fatty liver can be both a cause and a symptom of biodeficiency. And there are a lot of people walking around with fatty liver that our medical profession likes to normalize. I know you guys have heard me say this over and over again, but I keep hearing it over and over again. The normalization of fatty liver, which is such a disservice when it comes to trying to promote health. It's like the exact opposite of that. We need to start changing the game when it comes to like how we view fatty liver, the more concentrated your liver is with the wrong type of cellular and and tissues, like more fat versus happy, healthy liver cells, the less bile you're going to produce or the less good quality bile you're going to produce. Cause now if you're starting to change the tissues, you're going to start to change the function of the cells within those tissues, which are going to, and it's the cells as a as a whole for the liver that are going to help you make your bile either adequately or inadequately also chronic inflammation of the liver can also lead to damage to the bile ducts making it more difficult to like bile to flow so we also want to keep that in mind if you have signs of jaundice obviously there's a liver bile issue that's a little bit more obvious another interesting one that people don't realize is how important the liver the gallbladder and bile is when it comes to thyroid health Bile triggers the release of an enzyme that converts inactive thyroid hormone known as T4 into its active form T3. This is wildly important and we cannot overlook this. There is so, women are more prone to gallstones because of estrogen's influence on bile um, and liver function and stuff, but women are also more prone to hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and hypothyroid-like symptoms. Maybe there is a massive connection between the fact that we're more prone to like sludge, sludgy bile and gallstones and its effect on our conversion of T4 to T3 people. We need to improve the health of the liver, the gallbladder, and bile flow to improve our thyroid health, not just our digestion not just the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins, which just are, have a massive effect on everything else, hello, vitamin D, but also our thyroid health, guys. This is wildly, wildly import- like, important. So let's talk about some things that are going to like cause low bile production. You are eating a low-fat diet. We all went through a massive fad um, a couple of decades ago when everything was low-fat, 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 and then our world continued to get sick, more sick and more chronic disease continued to spike up. Um, because we were eating more carbs and sugars after, which, hello, puts stress on your liver, causes more fatty liver. um, And then also you're not eating enough fat to be able to trigger your gallbladder to secrete bile, to eliminate that bile from that organ, which leads to more congestion of bile in that organ um, because it's not flowing the way it needs to. So having a low-fat diet is not going to be helpful. Now, that being said, if you do have known gallstones, you may have to alter your diet temporarily To while you're working on the stones themselves because you don't want to trigger them, uh, their release so that you have discomfort. Please work with somebody who knows how to help you manage gallstones. Um, But there might be some slight dietary changes until we can get things back to a better place and then encourage you to eat fats more consistently while we can encourage healthy bioflow once the stones have been kind of managed more effectively. (laughs) Um, causes another cause of low bile production. Hello, fatty liver, as I already mentioned before, uh, your liver is the, f- it's basically your bile making factory. So if it's damaged, bile production will be affected. Um, so that's kind of a big deal. And like I already kind of talked about those low fat diets, um, diets high in carbohydrates are actually more damaging to the liver as well as inflammatory toxic oils like your seed oils and your vegetable oils and excessive amounts of omega fatty sixes they are very damaging to the liver so we want to step away from those inflammatory oils and start to eat more health promoting oils um, and healthy fats from like grass fed grass finished healthy happy raised animals um olive oil avocado oil coconut oil eggs those are the things that we want to primarily focus on when it comes to oils. Ditch the peanut oil, ditch the vegetable oil, kick canola or rapeseed oil to the curb. It's absolute garbage. And get rid of your margarine. Um, an unbalanced microbiome. Your gut bacteria play an essential role for producing secondary bile acids. They also have an important role with helping you recycle bile. So in the lower part of your small intestines, um, in your terminal ileum, your like ninety five to ninety seven percent of your bile is actually collected and recycled back into the liver and the gallbladder. And your gut microbiome has a very important role in helping you with that recycling. So if you're eating a diet that's high in junk food, high in carbohydrates, and you're you've consumed a numerous amount of antibiotics, um, or you have excessive amounts of stress um, that has thrown off your microbiome. It can reduce the number of bile producing bacteria in your gut and it can affect the recycling of that bile back to your liver in that terminal ileum. Um, Any kind of gastrointestinal damage can also interrupt the recycling process, um, allowing bile then to like pass into the large intestines where it's not really supposed to be. So if we have things like... Crohn's disease, um, celiac disease, leaky gut, uh, any kind of inflammatory process that's happening within your intestinal tract that can greatly affect not only your gut microbiome, but your bile recycling. Um, if you've had a cholecystectomy, AKA your gallbladder is removed as we've already kind of touched on. If you haven't put the piece of the puzzle together through this conversation, your gallbladder, you're not going to have a gallbladder to number one store concentrate the bile and then release it at the time in which it's most needed in your digestive tract, you're going to have um, much more, you're going to have bigger issues, obviously with fat metabolism and all these things we've talked about. It's going to affect how your bile is released from your system it's not necessarily going to be that you're producing less, but it might be that you're just producing bile that's less effective. Um, and it's not being timed properly with, with food entering your system. So it's effects are not going to be as potent. Um, so we do want to keep that in mind. Also, if you've listened to my gallbladder webinars, uh, sorry, uh, podcasts or gone on my Instagram, you'll also know that, uh, gallstones Uh, sorry, cholesterol and these types of bile stones are not just gallbladder specific. You can have them within the ducts of the liver as well. So just because your gallbladder is removed doesn't mean that the problem has been solved. So I cannot stress that enough. So what we really wanna do in order to support, um, what we really wanna do to support healthy liver function healthy gallbladder function and healthy bile flow because you have to put all three of those things together when it comes to supporting good bile we need to um come at this from more than one way you have to start removing some of the causative factors if you have um a lot of stress on your liver you're going to have to remove some of those stressors which means you might have to t- take a break from alcohol you're going to have to pare back the sugars you're going to have to reduce processed foods and eat more um unprocessed or or foods that haven't been excessively processed by man as like, as, as natural from the earth as possible. <laughs> um, you might want to take a bit of a break from coffee. Um, you might want to be careful about, uh, antibiotics and you might need to work on your gut microbiome. You're going to want to work on stress management. Those are kinds of things that you want to look at when it comes to really supporting healthy liver, healthy gallbladder, healthy bioflow you're going to want to eat foods that support the liver. And there's a lot of different foods that can be really helpful for liver and bile flow. So like beets and beet tops are really great for your liver and the gallbladder. The beet tops, you can have them sauteed, steamed, you can eat them raw. You can add them to a smoothie. Ginger is fantastic. Artichokes are fantastic. Lemons and limes. I love to put lemon in my first morning water with my pinch of salt. You guys know that. Dandelion greens are fantastic as well. Turmeric is wonderful. um Any kind of bitter greens and bitter foods are also going to stimulate your liver, your gallbladder digestion in general. But those bitter greens are also great for liver and gallbladder. And I remember when I was younger, and I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the show in the past, but my parents would always drink this uh, after dinner digestive aperitif, and it was called Cinar. And it had a big artichoke on the bottle. And as a naturopath who appreciates bitters. I understand the beauty of this particular alcohol digestive aperitif because it improved your bile flow, guys. It stimulated your bitter receptors so at your digestive tract, and it improved bile flow. So after a heavy meal, you're able to process that food better. Um, It was genius. Um, We want to also think about uh, berries Um, what else? Arugula, radicchio, leafy greens are fantastic, um, for bile. Onions and garlic are also really great for liver function. So those are all really fantastic foods to improve, um, the liver's effects as well as stimulating your gallbladder and bile as well. If you can when you can financially try to choose organic, if not wash them very well to avoid any kind of pesticide residues and chemical residues. Um... There are different kinds of things that you can also take, like herbs. You can do artichoke as a herb in and in a herbal extract. Uh, any kind of um, tinctures that are digestive bitters will support bioflow. Um, a lot of the bitter tinctures will have gentian. They'll have dandelion root in it. They will have milk thistle in it. Um, they'll often have globe artichoke in there. Some of them will have turmeric. A lot of them will have ginger in them. Fennel, those kinds of things. Milk thistle is a fantastic liver supportive herb. Um, If you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, I like saying my praises for uh, gynostemma, which also supports fatty liver. Um, So that in turn will improve cellular function in the liver, which will then support better bile flow. Choline is an essential nutrient for our body, Um, and it stimulates bile production, but it can also improve a fatty liver, which is fantastic. Egg yolks are an excellent source of choline, guys. I'm a big supporter of eggs. Now that I've healed my gut and I can eat them, I am so happy because there's so much nutrient density in that yolk that I want to benefit from, one of which is choline. Um, So, Those are some of the things that we can do to start to support bile production from a supplement, uh, herbal and nutritional practice, but Another thing is supporting diaphragmatic breathing exercises. Your liver is positioned just below the diaphragm. And a lot of people, because of stress, we're holding a lot of tension in our bodies. We're breathing a little bit more shallow. Um, And when you do more deep diaphragmatic breathing, so not within the rib cage, like your shoulders shouldn't just be going up and down. You should feel that in your belly, like your belly should expand and your belly should feel like it's pinning to the back of the spine with deep diaphragmatic breathing. Because that really maximizes the um, expansion of your diaphragm. This will then push down and massage the liver and stimulate the liver and thereby stimulating bile production and bile flow. It's said that diaphragmatic breathing can help activate the liver and its detoxification pathways. So when you're stressed, we tend to breathe more shallow, which keeps stress producing toxins in the liver, and then they're recycled throughout the system. In addition to that, just doing diaphragmatic breathing has a massive relaxation response on the whole body, including your whole digestive system. So all in all, you're just going to benefit from this in a myriad of ways. I'm a big, um, lover of diaphragmatic breathing. And I think it's a thing, something that's simple, easy, it doesn't cost money. And we should all make, um, part of our routine a little bit more regularly. I am tripping on my words today guys and I am sorry. Uh, this is what happens when I have to do a solo episode. Uh, <laughs> I just trip over my own words. Um and we want to start to reduce stress a little bit. Things like cortisol and nitric oxide and adrenaline, our fight or flight hormones, they all put a huge organ um, burden on a lot of our organ systems. But especially the liver, because it is responsible for removing excess toxins, excess hormones. Um, So we want to keep our body in a rest, digest, and healing mode. And when we're in a chronic state of fight or flight or freeze, our body is having to compensate and prioritize very specific functions. And then being in that chronic state starts to have even bigger decompensation and compensating activities that happen in our system. Our body heals, our body flushes out, our body detoxes, our body digests, our body reproduces, our body rests and 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 just thrives better when we're in a more relaxed state overall. So again, that simple trick of just doing diaphragmatic breathing a few minutes every day can go a long way. Or even just doing several one to two deep breaths before every meal to just stimulate your digestive system to bring it down into a more relaxed state it can be a massive effect on just digestion, liver function, bio flow, all sorts of beautiful things. So that's a little 411 on bile. Um, I love it. I hope you now appreciate it a little bit more. And I hope that was helpful, guys. Um, Happiest of, of New Year's now that we're in 2023. And what better way to get into the groove of this new year than optimizing digestion and optimizing detoxification. At least that's where my naturopathic nerd brain goes. So I hope you all appreciate that. Have yourselves a lovely day. Thanks for joining us again on That Naturopathic Podcast. See you guys soon. Bye.